Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. You can find us online 24-7 at pathtozion.com and of course over on YouTube and uh, reach out to us via email at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. How are you today? I hope you're doing well. Here in the southeastern United States, spring is in full bloom. It is beautiful. I love this time of year because... Although here in our part of the world, um, the trees are still very bare for the most part. There's some flowering trees and stuff, but we don't have leaves or anything yet. But there's just something about this time of year when the, the pastures begin to green and there are some buds on the trees and, and there's just something about the sky and the air that like I was telling my wife I believe it was yesterday, like, everything just feels like it's in, (laughs) in high definition, like, I have HD vision in the spring, everything just looks so beautiful and and clear, and I don't know, I love this time of year, I, I love the seasons, and how the Father, in His perfect creation, established seasons, it's pretty fascinating, really, when you think about it. Um, I've got a lot on my plate right now. I will say just out of the gate that that I'm just I'm not being the most responsible to this podcast, and and you know I'm just being honest. There, everything in my life right now is just wide open with demands and trying to rightfully hold that I feel like I'm saying that the last two episodes for sure that are only coming out about once a week right now Um, I've got some other stuff going on with uh, a teaching opportunity and man I just really need to hear from the father but and that that really is going to segue into what I want to talk about just for a few moments of commentary today because there are things, there are questions that we have and there are questions that are posed to us that two episodes back I kind of touched on this in a different form that, you know what, it just takes some time to answer appropriately. It takes time and, and if it's individual, it takes just our own time of, of meditation and continually asking the Father through his word, through prayer, through brothers and sisters and, and relational opportunities of, of, of unearthing answers, it takes time individually to pose and then a- answer questions in our life. And there are, there are many challenges to questions that are posed to us or that we might pose to others about spiritual matters. And and an example came in this morning that, in honesty, I haven't even had a chance to even read. It was sent to us, I don't know, last night or this morning, and my wife read just a a tiny snippet of it and, and told it to me, and it's just really, it's a perfect example of, of where I've been the last several weeks. Um, as I alluded to when I met that gentleman a couple weeks back and he asked me if, quote, 
do you know Jesus? And I've just kind of been stuck in that at that mindset of, you know what? These things take time to answer, time to explain. And so in, in great summary, and again, I have not read the message in its entirety, but it, it seems like the question being posed is, how do we live in this world? And, and in its present condition, free from, and I'm paraphrasing entirely, free from the, the pagan ways that rule and govern it. And, and I believe there's, a, there's a, a reference to even the days, the names of the days of the week. How in the world do we come out? And see, that, that's why that's the perfect question to, to demonstrate what I'm saying. Well, there is an answer to that. There is an answer. But you know what? I'm just being honest, and, and this, is, this is a real line in the sand for, for, it, for any one of us. And, and a lot of times in my life, a question that's posed to me is responded by a question. Because a lot of times, in this case specifically, you know, how do we live? We could use scripture to, to rightly maybe express the question. How do, how do we live in but not be of? Well, my first thought is, are we really willing to do what it takes to answer that question? The posture of our heart. Like how, how, how postured are we? To by by demonstration by by lifestyle to really live that out and thereby answer the question because these these questions can be answered but they take they take our entire lives and many people I understand Christianity in its modern day form that that we have been handed does not require much of us it, it just doesn't which is what we're always combating, if you will, here on the program, is we are, we are constantly trying to, to shine a light and, and a lot of times hand a mirror to you or to me and say, we've got to really, we have to really examine our willingness, engage our our willingness to to lose our life for what <laughs> for the sake of the messiah because we're told that those who who will lose their lives for his sake will find it and so the real heart of the matter is i'm not sure many of us have even found this life that we've been promised that we've been offered in messiah because we're not willing at the heart of the matter in our in our innermost place, the, the Bible talks about our cardia, our seat of emotions. Our, and you can really almost use this biblically, biblically accurate as far as definition, our guts, our innards. What makes us who we are. And so 
when I'm asked a question such as this, how do we live within the the pagan confines of this natural fallen kingdom world and not be stained, tainted? Well, and again, I'm not answering. The whole point of this today is not to answer that question. That, that again, to, to make this point clear, that can't just be answered. Because many people in Christianity, the church would answer that very quickly, very concisely. Well, you live like Jesus. And that's, that, of course, is a, is a Christian cop-out answer for many things. I heard that my whole life. How do you love one another? Be like Jesus. How do you please the Father? Well, you be like Jesus. How do you be free from sin? Well, you live like Jesus. And there has to be something more. Not something more as in like you earn it now, but there has to be something that defines what the the Jesus the be like Jesus life what does it do what does that life do and so I guess why I'm even recording this today is to just continually keep our our thumb on the pulse of our daily life because I if you listen to the program at all you know that we're always trying to talk about practical living. What do we do? Like we're always saying, and this is just always comes up as a perfect example, so, so we will talk about it yet again. Okay, so we know that Yeshua, the Son, the, the God-man, He was not just sinless, as we've been told. It doesn't mean He wasn't sinless, but... But again, we're, we're, we're looking at facts, we're looking at attributes of the Son, and then we have, to, we have to dismantle them a bit. We have to examine them further through Scripture, through contemplation about what this is saying. Okay, well, we have to go deeper. Yes, Yeshua, Jesus, the Son, was sinless. Yes, the spotless Lamb. Okay. But what... what what defined that? What, what was he doing? What was he not doing? Okay, well, he wasn't... We have, to be, we have to be fair and full. He wasn't just not lusting after women. He was undefiled. He was undefiled. He didn't eat unclean animals. He didn't break any of the commands of his father. He, he didn't break any Torah commands ever. He didn't have murder in his heart. He was a self-controlled, fully God, fully man. And so... He only spoke what the Father spoke, and he only did what he saw the Father doing. So there are things that, that are demonstrations for us to, to scrutinize our own life and put us beside the Messiah and compare, which goes back to, I believe in my mind, 
this question being posed. There are ways for us to be unstained. There are ways for us to be clean. There are ways for us to be holy, set apart, consecrated. But here's the problem. Many people, many Christians will say that they want to be holy or they want to be like Jesus, air quotes. Okay, yes, amen. Absolutely, yes. But when you start talking about a biblically endorsed pattern on how you do that, and this is why I'm saying our heart has to be right, people start exiting the building. Time and time and time and time and time and time again. Oh, I don't have to do that. Oh, that's bondage. I, I don't need to do that. Oh, no, we, we don't do that. Oh, I can't give up that. And see, here, here we are. And I'm not saying this. I'm not saying at all this, this answers the question to this individual that posed the question. I'm saying in a very general sense. For any one of us, myself included. Oh, well, I, I, I shouldn't have to do that or go without this. And all of a sudden, the, the, the outplay, if you will, the, 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 the coming to pass of the answer to these hard questions proves that perhaps many times we are simply not truly wanting what we say we want. Are there ways to come out? Of the domain of darkness further and further and further for the rest of our days? Yes. Absolutely, hands down, yes. But it's going to cost. It's going to cost. It's going to cost us relationships with our family. It's going to cost us relationships in the body of Messiah. It's going to make us look foolish. It's going to mark us. And that's the thing. It's going to do what we are desiring it to do because again unless we have a proper biblical understanding of being marked set apart distinguished which is holiness that is what holy is and the i would say in many ways one of the the biggest issues of why we don't see what we're even asking for in christianity is because we don't understand what it is we're asking for. We want the fruit without the tending to the garden to bring to bring about the fruit. We want the fruit of the Spirit, but we don't want to walk out how we attain it, how we add it to our lives. We just think it's just in us, and we just need to pray harder for it to be squeezed out. I don't believe that's true. I mean, let's ask this question and and compare the spiritual and the natural. What things in your life have you implemented by just simple imputation, naturally speaking? What have you accomplished, an ability, a skill, a hobby, um something you do for your work a trade what what of these things in your life have you just woke up one morning and said i'm going to be 
a woodworker and you walked into a shop that just magically appeared and the next thing you know you've built a set of cabinets or I'm going to be a mechanic today and you go to a local garage and somehow you convince the guy to give you a job and he says okay well we need this transmission pulled and we're gonna put a new transmission in there's your tools oh well I don't know how to do that well you said you wanted to be a mechanic well oh I want to be a mechanic okay well son you're gonna have to be trained then because you can't just walk in here and be a learned mechanic I mean this could go on for days right we could come up with examples natural examples to parallel the spiritual all day long but see our doctrine that's been handed to us says well if you are filled with Holy Spirit if you are a born-again Christian now somehow you just quote do these things you just do them but the problem is we've never been shown how and we don't take the personal initiative to learn how the church in her present condition and the in the hierarchy hierarchy that she is the the training the discipleship it does not take place because you you're not allowed to 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 surpass your leader you're not allowed to have a proper place you're kept in a laity function I mean that has that has to remain to perpetuate the modern day church model you have to be you have to remain in infancy you have to for the model to continue and so with that in place we're not fulfilling what we have been called to incrementally increase in maturity into the stature and likeness of the Messiah it's just not necessary and alongside that our lives aren't really structured for it to be necessary we're very self-sufficient we talk about that on the program with great regularity we simply just don't need the fruit of the Spirit <laughs> we don't need empowered we don't need to be like Yeshua we just don't we've got this can we just be honest in many cases our lives are set up to be very self-sustaining example I saw just yesterday a, a you know a, a very hip trendy local church talking about their midweek service and how they're meeting again on midweek services and it was the whole verbiage the entire verbiage I couldn't quote it was the the get you through till Sunday meeting the hang on you're halfway through the the horrible worldly week we're here to we need to gather to make it through to Sunday and friend I'm just saying what are we doing are we living as overcomers are we being salt and light to the earth are we victorious we will say now we'll say all day long we're more than conquerors you know in Christ we can do all things we say the words but I'm asking you and I'm asking myself are we doing it and so these questions that we ask yes and amen 
may we ask the questions but but friend i'm just saying ask your own heart ask yourself are you willing to pay the price to walk out the answering of the question father i want more of you I want more of you all the time in, in, in movements that continue. Oh, pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit. Send the fire. I still hear this verbiage. Send your fire. Okay. What are we saying? And what if, if the fire of God, if we even understood what we're asking for, if that came, what are we going to do with it? What will we do? Is it just for us to get a spiritual buzz and... And like share the gospel with a little more spunk? I mean, what are we asking for? Are we asking to be purged from the inside out through excruciating extraction of the flesh man? Probably not. Well, what are we asking for? That's what the fire of Yahweh eternal does. Cleanses, purges, burns, separates. So, friend, when you ask your questions, number one, are you asking questions? Are you asking other believers in the body of Messiah? And are you asking the Father? What about living in the world and not of it? Great question, yes, amen. How do we do this? But we have to equally ask, that that question has to be followed up with, and, and a personal inquiry of am I ready to answer that question by doing something different? By stopping things I enjoy and starting to do things that I've been told I don't have to do anymore. Because I'm telling you, that's the answer to the question and then we'll bring today to a close. Whether people like it or not, it's not about our opinion. It's not about our personal preference. It's not about what flavor of Christianity you like. That's a newsflash to many. But if we really truly do desire boundaries, parameters, safety, provision, direction... We have got to have something to govern our lives. The grace doctrine of the new religion, New Testament church has not worked. It is not working. And that's just a tough fact that that everything comes down to. Humanity and absolutely for sure the capital C church, the body of Messiah, has got to have a governing authority. Because there is a king, one king. There's one king. And there is one kingdom. One king, one kingdom. And in the kingdom, there are rules. We've been taught Rules are bad. Grace, God is different now. He is a God of grace. We've abandoned one to trade it in for the other. And friends, they have got to be together. They've got to be together. 
And so I'm just going to say it this way, and this is a little bit blunt perhaps. I'm not sure how quite how, how it's going to come out necessarily. But if we truly want to be a set-apart, holy, consecrated people in the age that's before us, because this will mark the church. This is a prophecy. It's prophesied that the, that the Gentile will provoke the Jew to jealousy. Well, how would they do that? By fulfilling the Torah commands, walking with clean hands and a pure heart, holy, consecrated, royal priesthood, nation of Yahweh Elohim, in the blood of Messiah Yeshua, the slain lamb, empowered by Holy Spirit, walking as a spirit-filled nation, people of Yahweh. That's how. And that also is equally how we walk out our sanctification life now in Yeshua Messiah. And that is also how we have any chance of being unstained by the world. Clean, holy, consecrated, set-apart people. There are answers to these questions. But the real question is, are we willing to entertain the idea of how in the world we get to the answer? How do we get to the answer? How do we fulfill the question? And friend, the only, the only way to summarize that is to summarize it very bluntly, which is we have to count the cost. We have to lose our life for the sake of the Son to have any chance to find it. And friend, that will cost us every single thing that we value that we treasure, and that sadly, can we just honestly say we have been pursuing our whole lives. Everything's got to go on the table, friend. I hope that's true for you. Wherever you are, wherever you are in your journey, in your, your section of your traveling, as a sojourner in this land, whatever nation you call home, are you a sojourner there like we looked, about, looked at back with the, with the Isaac study months ago? I was thinking on that this morning, reading some more texts about Adam, or not Adam, Abraham and, and his, his building of tents, setting up of tents and altars, and there's so much there, we're sure not opening that today. But friend, are you a sojourner? Are you an alien in, in this land, unstained, untainted? No, you're not, and neither am I. But our goal is to continually move further out. Sojourners in a land... Living, living moved by the Spirit with our identity lost into Yeshua the Messiah. It's a daily challenge. It's, it, this, is what, this will take our lives. This will take our lives. And any gospel that tells you that it, you say a prayer and you're good to go, I would say is doctrinally not sound. We endure to the end to be saved, rescued, delivered. What an invitation to be empowered by the Spirit of God for the rest of our days so that we can be presented to Him like His Son. And here, is there any chance we could hear? With this one, I'm well pleased. I believe we can do that. You've been listening to the Path to Zion podcast. We are rediscovering the ancient way.
online, 24-7, patdesign.com. Send us an email. Uh, we can exchange phone numbers, talk, text, come to where you are. You can come visit us, whatever we need to do. Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you to those of you who have who have just decided to help support this program on any measure at all. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for, for making this happen. We have, we have been given the privilege of carrying a great treasure. And thank you for being a part of that here. Have a good day. Amen.